Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Boom! What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon, Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm keeping it real. And we, we might have an audio issue. I don't know, just based on what just happened with the intro there. I don't know if you guys heard it. But uh, we heard it, but it came through my computer. Which is not, which is not how it's supposed to go. So uh, we're going to figure that out. If you guys are watching and you can hear, just let us know. If not, also let us know. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we're here. What's going on, everybody? It's been, it's been a fun week. <laughs> it's, it's been a week. I'll tell you that. It's, it's definitely been a week. Okay. Cool. We can be heard. All right. Perfect. That is what matters. Thank you, DA Exotics. We appreciate it. Uh, yep. Can hear you. Okay. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. I definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah. So this week, uh, Rob and I are going to be talking about expo that's right we did we did an ex uh a episode previously just saying like experiences we exposed but recently one of the particular expos in the country has been getting called out pretty uh um how do i say this gently um not gently ruthlessly yeah like they just have been <laughs> they've been getting dogged and you know what i'm here to say it's probably with some merit you know uh, there are some definitely some serious concerns that have been brought up to me and to many people in the community regarding that particular string of expos. But there are also, uh, on the other side of the fence, some really great shows around the country that uh, you know we encourage people to go to. And if you're listening to this, you probably have heard of ARBC shows. They got the Tinley, they got Arlington. They, you know, they got a couple different shows around the country. The, the Show Me shows have been coming up. Those have been really great and they're actually coming to new england which is i'm pretty excited for yes. they're going to be coming to rhode island i believe and let's see what what other um the herps shows down in the central part of the united states are, are really good the california's got super shows and stuff like that so yeah and and here's a, an interesting one that i just learned too the uh, mid-atlantic show which yes. used to be like the big big show like in maryland in the Maryland area, mm -hmm. uh, they're having their first North Carolina show. Oh, I think at, at uh, the end of this month. That's I think if I awesome. remember, so I wish I could be there. I know that's really cool. So, so for those who might not know, kind of the history of Expos, the Mid Atlantic show was like one of the shows back were like first kind of happening and and kind of gaining popularity. The Mid Atlantic show was one of the shows that you went to. So it's 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 recently become more of like a regional show uh it's cool to see that show expand um to a different uh a bit of a different territory which is cool yeah. so shout out to the mid-atlantic show uh, I, for their growth so wait where's the furthest show that you've gone to in the u.s uh daytona 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 yeah yeah i've never done any shows out west um, I want to go to a super show. I know we were just talking about that. We were so just talking about that the other day. <laughs> show would be great. Um, yeah, so I definitely want to hit a super show at some point. But yeah, since since that has not happened yet, uh, Daytona would be the furthest one for me. How about you? 
Um, I've been to Daytona before in 2009, and that was fun. It is, can't even believe that it, what, 12 years now since then? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's a different lifetime ago. Um, I went to the Daytona show. I've been to the Orlando show when they used to have the fire Mm -hmm. show out there. That was really cool. Um, I've done the Pennsylvania show a ton of times. Mm -hmm. They've done Tinley. And then all the New England shows and and some of the New York shows and stuff. Boom! There you go. You know, I've it's I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've lived in the Northeast my entire life. I have never made it down to a Hamburg show. That's sad. Ever. I mean, well, it, no, no. So here, so let me let me explain. So for those of us in the Northeast, Hamburg is is certainly a staple show. Uh, so here's been my problem. Usually, when the show happens, I'm out of town mm-hmm. or when i'm in town it's the one in the middle of the summer, summer and you don't go to that and show. you don't go to that you show to unless that you're show. cool with big fat stinky rednecks just, just sweating <laughs> against you just like you can feel the slime yeah, yeah you don't go to that show so yeah. i don't go to that show <laughs> not not the what do they have the, the august one or the june one you don't yeah, go to that you don't one. go to that one yeah no you do not go to that no so uh yeah so <laughs> No, no PA show. Yeah, no, not <laughs> I did vend uh, a show in the Poconos, uh, which is in PA, years ago. I don't even know if that show still exists, um, but I did that show with Adam Harris, and that that was a it was an interesting show. It was a decent size show for kind of being in the middle of the mountains. Um, I was surprised that wasn't the most trafficked show, but it was still a, a great a great show. Um. I want to definitely highlight this comment really quick that uh, somebody said. I volunteer at the U.S. Arc table for my local show every month. Natalie's thank you, Reptiles. Natalie's Reptiles. Massive, massive. Thank we you for doing that. that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so there's there's pl- plenty plenty of shows. Still gotta go. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think it's safe to say we'll both be at Daytona. We we will. I so, I've already got a room booked up, and Daytona is in the books for me. So if you are boom. going to be at Daytona show, come say hi to come us. Come say hi to us. Maybe get a Reptile Talk sticker. Yes, maybe. I will try to remember to bring those. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'll I'll take them and then I'll just put them in my bag, and that way when I go down there, perfect, they'll be in my bag. So I'll forget to take them out of my bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'll forget to I'll forget to put them somewhere. Rob will forget to take them out of somewhere. Yeah. So, so it all works bag, out. It'll, it'll be there. <laughs> So I'm super pumped for that because it's been a minute since it feels like everyone who used to go to Tinley has been amped up to go to Daytona this year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to get crazy. Just yeah, people cool. are ready to get out and socialize. And Daytona is such a huge expo for meeting people. That's the place that I met yeah. Tracy Barker and got to talk to her about blood pythons a little bit. I uh, got to meet people like, Parker Patrick there. Uh, last time I went, Keith McPeak, you know, had a table down there. Mm-hmm. Um, last time I went, Brian Barczyk had a table there. Oh, wow. I got a picture from back then. He's got no Dang. tattoos. He's a different person. He's a totally different person. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was in Daytona, I think that was 2014 when I was there. And that's when I first met Tom Crutchfield. Mm. Um, that was that was really cool. Tom Crutchfield and Ron Tremper were the, oh, the two that's, highlights. That's cool. Yeah, they, that was the two highlights for the show. Um, actually, I actually I think that was also the first time I met Phil Goss in person. Really? I, yeah, I think I had talked with him a little bit, but it was the first time I had like actually met him in person. So, Daytona is definitely a great show to get out to. Um, 
it's a it's a show about ball pythons. It is now, yeah. But <laughs> uh. as, as with most shows, but uh, but it's cool. You get you get to hang out with a lot of awesome people. And the yeah, last time on a beach, if you don't, if you get yeah. bored of the reptiles, I don't know who. Go to the I beach. mean, I can't get bored of the reptiles. Yeah, but if either. you get bored of of the reptiles or talking to the, the reptile people, go across the street. street like, literally yeah. walk across the street, go past the hotel, and you are on Daytona on Beach. Yeah. Like it doesn't get much better. It doesn't than get that. better than that. Yeah. I mean. I, no. I'm not even a crazy beach person, but I still went and hung out on the beach when oh, I went absolutely. to Daytona. Absolutely. And I'm excited because when I was there in 2014, I was there with some friends who were vending. So I was working a table. So mm-hmm. I didn't really get to... I walked around a little bit, but it's different when you're a vendor because you're like, oh, okay, I saw this person's here. I've got to make sure I go see that person and this person. And then like, that's all I got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time to go down and, and just be kind of hanging out, uh, I'm actually pretty excited for that. I get to walk around and... I'm excited to see. I think Steve Tillis might be there. <gasps> I think. I think. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be really awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think maybe maybe we can do a podcast episode. That is going to get too wild. I know that the uh, the the Herpeticulture podcast guys are going to be down there, and they're going to podcast have a, inception, dude. Yeah, and then uh, I was just listening to NPR last night, the night before, and mm-hmm. they were saying that they might even go down there too. And I'll. Dude, I'm just saying the podcast. Look, the cool kids if we, table. If we don't get a picture with all those people, yeah, and then I think Dominique DeFalco is going to be there. Too, Heck yeah, the Modern Medusa podcast. That'd be pretty sweet. Hell yeah, yeah. We definitely. It's going to be a great time. I'm super excited. It's it's just an awesome time to be going to these larger shows with, you know, COVID finally kind of on the run. I'm it, vaccinated. It that's all I'm saying. Same. So vaxed and uh, waxed and ready to relax. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not waxed. I know. No. <laughs> I did do my eyebrows today. <laughs> yes, bitch. <laughs> you know. I went to the gym this morning. Too. Amazing. Shit. Damn. Uh, good times. Yeah. But yeah, so it's really awesome that uh, that the world is kind of resetting itself, um, getting back to some sense of normalcy. I've been... Uh, I was just down in North Carolina yet again uh, for a show this past weekend, and uh, that was that was cool. Um, it's nice to be traveling for for music again, so I'm pretty excited about that. So now that everything's kind of happening and opening up, I'm I'm pretty uh, grateful for all the wonderful opportunities that are coming up. So I, I think there's a lot of people that are pretty much on the same page, like, "Ooh, I can finally go outside and do, do things, things and, and so. see people and talk to them without a mask on. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter in Florida because you can't catch COVID in Florida anyway. Listen here. <laughs> I mean, that's what I've been told throughout the entire pandemic is it doesn't really exist in Florida, but no. Okay. All right. Cool, Rob. Uh, yeah. um, hey, so I'm just saying I'm trying to convince Will Nace <gasps> to go to Daytona. That would be cool. I I could understand why he wouldn't want to go. I mean, yeah, but if but we're going to be there. I think it'd be pretty cool if he came. Yeah, if we're going to be there, he needs to be there. So Even if he just makes an appearance, it shows up, it's like, hey, yeah. what's up, and then leaves. Yeah, and then leaves. Yeah, it would be great for him to drive seven hours or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Oh, shout out to that. Will Nace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, so expos, expos are just great, and I'm super excited too to to be able to hit the Tinley slash Schoenberg show in October. I that one. I I really want to go to that. I haven't mm-hmm. decided whether or not it's going to be in the cards for me just yet. Yeah, um, I want to make it happen, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I am very excited, and also cool thing for Daytona 
uh, it's Lucas's birthday. Lucas, <gasps> who we just had, it's it's his weekend, his birthday weekend that weekend. Lucas, who we just had on last week. Dang, so, that's cool. Yeah, buddy. So we getting lit. I mean, as oh, lit as you can get for a seventeen-year-old's year old, birthday party. We're gonna but... go see rated R movie. What's Woo! up? <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking root beer. Hey, I'm <laughs> drinking root beer too. Hey, don't don't I'm, knock the IBC. I'm just saying. I'm uh I'm drinking all their drinks. <laughs> oh man. Greg's Reptile Studio just hit us with our first super chat. Hey. That's absolutely wonderful. What up, fam? I would love to get to some shows. I'm starting a reptile rescue in Connecticut, so meeting Keith would be good for spreading the word. Ah, that's absolutely. awesome, dude. Absolutely. So go go check out Greg's Reptile Studio and and give him some some support love, yeah. for uh, starting a reptile dude, rescue. Reptile that's... rescues they, they do not get enough attention for the work that they do because it's a thankless job. You often get in True. animals that are not in great condition animals that got abandoned you know things like that and you put all this work into it and then you know you, you ask people for a small rehoming fee just to offset the cost of you you know taking care of the animal making sure mm-hmm. it's healthy for the next person and people are like well you're just taking animals and, they're fl-. and it's like no you don't understand like <laughs> reptile rescues end up with a lot of stuff that you know red-eared sliders and you know yeah. bearded dragons with metabolic bone disease and all these things that, yeah like, it's not just like taking an animal in and no a lot of people whatever. who do who are like i want to start a reptile rescue they're like i just want to get a bunch of cool animals for free and it's like no yeah people no like greg what it is care and they they are taking in just whatever animal comes to them you know? absolutely and yeah. another super chat, super chat from, from jay muller's in the house what's up jay muller cannot wait yes. to see her i know she's coming at the end of this month mm. the end of this month mm. uh so this this reminds me thank you to to greg and jay muller uh my channel recently got monetized oh damn and part of that is thanks to all of you guys who check out the podcast in. so uh you can now Send us money for all the all the podcast episodes we've already done that you loved so much. <laughs> no, but if you if you feel so inclined, feel free to super chat and we'll uh, we'll have it pop up and we'll uh, we'll respond to you guys and and I try to watch the comments while we're talking too, but it gets a little sometimes it gets a little crazy depending on what we're talking about. So, but uh, if you super chat it, it shows up as this big colorful blob on my side screen here, so I am immediately drawn to that. So. <clears throat> thank you thank you guys for that i definitely appreciate it um so yeah expos we've talked about expos in the past like we were saying and and the, the kind of role that they play in the industry and it's kind of hard to imagine a time where there weren't reptile expos but it's true at some point there were no reptile expos and i would uh i would tell you you should check out the uh, checking in podcast where brian was kind of talking about the history of reptile expos and what they were like before the mainstream reptile show that we know today when it was literally like a whole bunch of guys got hotel rooms and you walked around to the different hotel rooms and uh, checked out what people had on display, like on the dresser mm-hmm. in the hotel room. Um, you know, it's kind of a, an interesting part of history compared to where reptile shows are at now. And uh, if, um, if you've been to any show like Tinley or Daytona and you see these huge extravagant, uh displays and everything it's hard to imagine that at some point that that didn't really exist like yeah for <laughs> it real. was literally some deli cups on the the uh on the the dresser in a 
<laughs> hotel, in a hotel room. room. And it's hard to believe that it was like, it wasn't like, oh, I've got these reptile basics clear. De-. It's like, no, there was actual deli cups and Tupperware containers. Yeah. I remember the like one of the first expos that I went to was just like, actual Tupperware containers from the grocery store that yeah. people just poked holes in. Like Chinese like, food yeah. container. Oh, almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. What was oh, the first man. expo that you went to? The first expo I ever went to was uh, was a uh, White Plains show. Oh, wow. That's actually. a big one. Yeah, it was a big one. Um, oh, bam. Thank you. Misfits, Reptiles, Reptiles and Aquatics. Thank you so we much. Appreciate we appreciate it. Chat. Definitely. Thank you. Um <clears throat> yeah, that was a big show. It was the first show I'd ever done as my myself, my mom, and uh, I think our friend Lisa went down and uh <clears throat> we got lost <laughs> following the GPS. Oh no. We got lost. Uh but we made it and uh it was a fun show. I uh had a horrendous asthma attack, but um <laughs> it was it was good times. It was good times. Um I wanted to procure uh pygmy chameleons ah. at that show which i i successfully did um so yeah so i was very very excited about that but uh yeah it was an interesting show experience and then i did the manchester show and the mass show and, and all that kind of stuff but yeah the white plane show was <laughs> the first show i ever That's did much as, bigger as a kid. than my first show the first expo that i went to was a mass reptile expo when it was in not hingham um i can't think of the name of the town but it was in a room like the same size as this room right here and there was like oh, 10 tables maybe That's and crazy. so they had like what eight vendors yeah, there. yeah right 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 and it was just like a couple guys one guy bred a ball python a couple people had <laughs> leopard geckos and then there was like a rest the rescue and then the herb mm-hmm. society table so it was like a tiny tiny like expo yeah more uh, like show and tell it was show and tell <laughs> but i got i think i got leopard geckos from that expo and then i grabbed this guy card who had a a, a ball python a captive bred blackback ball python Ooh, the black it was 75 bucks and i was like oh my god i need this thing <laughs> and i wasn't allowed to keep snakes up until then and so when I went home, I wrote my dad this big, long letter about why I should be allowed to keep snakes. And I kept my grades up and my room clean and blah, blah, blah. And then my dad was like, you can get a snake. And I was like, losing my mind for the yeah. next like day and a half. And and he was not happy that he said that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still have that snake today. He's still alive today, Bam. which is pretty there you cool. Go. Bam, Jay Wallen popped old. back in. What's up, Jay Muller? Excited to see you guys. Also, thank you for all the amazing things you do. Love you guys. We love, love you, you too, too. Jay Muller. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for being so amazing. And generous. And supportive. We definitely appreciate that. So thank you so much. Um, yeah. And then what would you say like the, the your favorite expo that you've been to is? It's got to be Tinley, dude. Is it like my first Tinley in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember when it was. It was like 2016. I think was the first Tinley I had ever done. Mm-hmm. And that expo was so special to me just because Tinley was always like the the ultimate yes. for reptile shows. Like it was always portrayed as the ultimate reptile show. Unless so I went Germany. unless you go to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> so I went with uh with Lenny and his girlfriend Andrea. Yeah. And uh it was amazing to get the chance to meet people. Now I'll preface it a little bit by saying like I have been at the at that point in time quote unquote out of the game for a little while with if you know my history and my previous company before Brassman Reptiles was a thing. Um you kind of understand like I went underground a little bit 
And uh, so this was like the first big show I was doing now that I was like kind of getting myself back in the swing of things. So it was great because I started meeting people who used to watch my old videos. I was finally able to meet some some breeders that I had watched for so many years mm. and never really got the chance to ever talk to. Um, and then meeting people like uh, like Josh Beatty, who I had talked mm. online with for like literally 10 years and never met the dude and then finally was able to meet him and it was like one of the it was just one of the coolest experiences and, and josh and i talked for a while that day and he was with uh, mark petros oh yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, that was cool to meet and chat with mark uh a bit and uh just see some of the, some of the cool stuff that he had over there but the thing that i took home from that was uh from the conversation that josh and i had was like tinley is like a, a biannual family uh reunion yeah you know and usually the october show if you know tinley or you hear the stories of tinley usually the october show is like the show so that's like the real family reunion uh show but uh that was like by far the most special reptile show i'd ever been to how about you yeah um i don't the last tinley that we just did where i was a guest speaker that was that was awesome that was it was really cool i did i never thought that i would be able to do something like that but hey that (laughs) that was really cool um you know to meet so many people who've seen me through the nerd channel and then um seeing some people that i kind of looked up to hey i'm showcasing it he's a cheap bastard he didn't super chat but <laughs> no i'm kidding steve tillis is in the house what's up man are you going to Thanks daytona dude uh, if you yes. if you missed it earlier me and jeremy are both going to be at daytona yeah in so August. you better be so there you better be there i'm oh, just fuck. saying i need to hug you man <laughs> just saying and then thoroughly rinsed so we don't cross contaminate anything because yeah. you know dr Tillis... i'll hug you before we go to the expo <laughs> so i don't touch any reptiles yet i can't actually you know i can't promise that because as soon as i get off the airplane i'm usually trying to catch something so that that is true <laughs> having flown with rob i know that this is accurate you're like we're in alaska what are you doing i'm looking for snakes looking for snakes <laughs> <laughs> if that ain't me though <laughs> It's like, dude, they only have salamanders. <laughs> uh, salamanders are still cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, the last Tinley that that we did in 2019, that was that. Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. That was that was really cool for me, just getting to to meet a lot of people. Um, you know, catch up with a few people who I you know had like casual acquaintances with, and mm-hmm. then like I kind of knew from online, but mm-hmm. really get to talk to them and get to see some of the animals that people were producing. And that was just like super cool to me. And, you know, every, every time that I've been to Tinley, I always go to the fall show. I always go to the October one. It's always been really special for me, uh, regardless of whether or not I'll be, uh, I was, you know, vending or doing whatever. Yeah. Steve said he might be there or he will be there. We might have to carve out a day to, to see come see that Borneo. So uh, um, listen, Steve, it ain't nothing but a thing. <laughs> it ain't nothing but a thing, you know? <laughs> Go and tell them. Yeah. Yep. So boy, that was that was <laughs> probably my favorite. And then the first time that I did White Plains Expo or that I went to the White Plains Expo was super special to me. Um, I just remember just being in awe of the size of it and mm-hmm. the variety that was there. And I was young. I was like maybe, hmm trying to think of how old i was like maybe 12 or 13 years old mm-hmm. i'd only been keeping reptiles for a while but like keeping reptiles for a while yeah. 
Um, but I I was subscribed to Reptiles magazine in '96, like the year Sheesh. after it came out. Like when I was in fit, first grade, I was subscribed to Reptiles magazine and reading articles in Reptiles magazine because that's what I was interested in. Fucking overachiever. I know. It's, <laughs> there's something wrong with me. Uh, I'm not okay, at liberty buddy. to say what it is. <laughs> we still love you. Yeah. So, it, I, but I literally have Reptiles magazines from 96 when I was subscribing. It's like got my name on it. And it's like <laughs> I was reading those things back, back in the day. So I was into reptiles. <laughs> I just didn't really, I didn't keep reptiles a whole lot until I was older. I had tarantulas and stuff, but not reptiles. Yeah. So when I went to the first White Plains show and saw a live crested gecko in person, I was like, are Freaking you kidding out. me yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah. Look at the, and the, the dude who was vending there was super chill. He like, let me hold it and everything. And I was like, 12 year old kid, you know, yeah, freaking back out. back then yeah. I, that was literally the first time I'd ever seen a crested gecko in person. And there was, he was the only person at the show who had them. And I was like, when they stand on you, they like put their palm down and they roll their yeah, fingers yeah, yeah. down on you. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. How does, <laughs> how are not more people in love with these things? And it's just because you know, not as many people do, but it was just, there it was go. awesome. There you go. Misfits <laughs> chimed back in with a super chat. Thank you, Misfits. Uh, with the new channel monetization, do you plan to do subscription as well? Time. Everything is is due to time. Yeah, it's, it's time constraints right now. I got the email from YouTube about doing channel subscriptions and stuff, um, or channel memberships, whatever, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, it's something that I need to look into to try to do. My biggest thing is this is the most consistent content that I put out, and uh, while it's awesome, and I love you guys for supporting it and all that, um, I also want to be able to make sure I have time to put out videos and video content, and uh, that's quite challenging. Um, I'm also horrible at editing videos. So after having Donnie do some of the edits for me for my first few videos, I want to make sure that I get uh, like some good nice quality, quality edits done. So I uh, I have to reach out to a buddy of mine who's a video editor and um, see if he can do some stuff with me and, and we'll work that out. So uh, potentially at some point I might kind of have it available, but uh, I want to make sure that I can give you guys some really good content. So in the meantime, the most consistent thing will, of course, be the podcast. And I appreciate everybody that supports it. And uh, all of you guys that come hang out with us every week. I appreciate it. Um, sometimes multiple times a week. Yeah, I appreciate it, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and we've got some cool stuff coming. I don't want to give too many secrets away, but we're hoping to uh, talk with Garrick DeMeyer pretty soon for Royal Constrictor Design. I'm so pumped about that. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. I was just watching some of his videos today and uh it was just getting me kind of amped up because he's always had some really cool stuff um so yeah so i i just want to uh make sure that i'm able to provide you guys with as much cool content as possible because you guys are literally out here helping support our uh our addiction so (laughs) 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 but uh definitely definitely appreciate it um Craig's Reptile Studio just jumped back in, and I I know Rob really likes his high black jungle stuff, so I figured I would highlight that really quick. This is not this is this chat is super, but not like that super. super. Uh, did you get your high black jungle from Scott? Um, did I talk about that yet? I don't know if I talked I don't about know that. If yet. You talked about that. Um, but. I I did get I did buy one, but I have not got her in yet because um i'm not in a rush i don't know scott mm-hmm. the the weather has been insane in new england recently it's literally been like oh we're gonna do 97 one day and like 100 yeah. percent humidity and then the next like two days it's in the 50s and it's just been all over it's the place it's really been crazy so i was like dude look it's paid for it's all paid for um 
whenever it's safest, that's when I'll take her. I am not yeah. in a rush to get this snake. I don't want to risk its life. I don't care if I have to, you know, wait until I can take a weekend off and then drive out and get it. I, I don't care. I yeah. will do whatever is safest for the snake. Um, and he's cool with holding to it until the weather's safer. So I was like, dude, no rush. He sent me some pictures. I was like, you don't even need to send me pictures. I was like, just pick yeah. every, whatever black one you got that's a girl and I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm pretty cool. I do have a couple pictures of her. I, I haven't decided whether or not I want to post them yet. I was just, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But I did, I did get one from Scott. I, I have a plan going forward to get more, like maybe one or two more black, just blacker jungles. Some, some carbon pythons in your future, huh? Yeah. Just cause I, I, I don't know. I like, I keep looking at that dude from Australia who's got those really yeah, black Sean. jungles and I'm like, Oh wow. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is I was looking at a couple people hatched out some stuff and they had like zebras and this and that. And I was like, I don't really want the morphs. I kind of just want whatever the, the blackest jungles I yeah, can yeah, get yeah. are. Yeah. I'm I'm very I mean obviously I have some morph stuff but like I don't want to go crazy with the morphs on the carpets like I I think I originally wanted to. I but... want to get an Azantic to breed into those black jungles oh, and absolutely. into the ocelot. Absolutely. Just cuz Yeah, absolutely. black and white. Come on, if it's like yeah. a really black and very <laughs> yellow animal when you make it silver it's going to be it's gonna silver be awesome. and black yeah, and it's yeah. just going to look freaking awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I think when I when I was first kind of like jumping back into carpets, I was like really gung ho about morphs. And now I've kind of like been able to focus on on what I want to do with them. So I'm like, all right, I've got my my zebra stuff. But my main focus is obviously with the jungle stuff, the ocelot stuff. So that's certainly mm. like where I've, I've been tailoring my focus a little bit. So, yeah, I thank you for asking, I guess. There you go. Now, uh, that, that means I have to sell some some snakes i don't even have anything maybe, to sell yet wait but maybe at a reptile expo <laughs> oh hey ah. but yeah so uh we did want to touch on a couple different subjects regarding reptile expos or surrounding reptile expos because a lot of people at their first expo they're overwhelmed because yeah. if you've never been to a reptile expo before it's just like aisles and aisles of just a supplies and snakes and lizards and sometimes turtles but frogs and tarantulas and you see these species that you have never seen in person before like i i, I wish that i had gone through and just counted how many different species were at the most recent manchester show uh there's actually quite a bit there was a pretty good variety diversity. if i had to guess i'd say there was probably at not counting spiders because every spider there's probably like 200 spider species there Sheesh. but not including those or like the uh arachnids or whatever of snakes i'd say there was probably a good 40 species of snakes there if i had to guess yeah and probably another 50 or 60 species of lizards there and most of them were at alan both's table yes yeah. <laughs> major league exotics he had a, he had a good variety he did have a good variety <laughs> yeah no I, the, the uh, i was actually quite surprised um at the amount of diversity that that was there but uh but also happy that it wasn't just ball pythons yeah yeah for real because that has been what a lot of shows in our area have been for quite some time is that randall piggies hey man it is what's up dude that's cool um yeah so i i was certainly surprised yeah and it's it's like so when i was younger 
they only did our our local New Hampshire Reptile Expo twice a year. They did it mm-hmm. once in the spring and once, once in the, the fall. fall. And they kind of they've moved up to doing it like every other month now, so it's a little bit more uh, regular. But when I used to go, um, it was like I used to just sit there and just dream. I'd be like, okay, what species are people going to have? Or is anyone going to have Amazon tree bows? Is anyone going to have this specific kind of Amazon tree bow that I'm interested in? Is you know, are anyone going to have blood pythons? Just thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And then now a lot of people are posting what they're bringing to expos online, uh, mm-hmm. you know, groups for the expo or, you know, whatever. Like Tinley's got a group where like people who are vending be like, hey, look, this is a preview of what I'm going to have at the expo. So you can kind of get an expectation of what table you might want to go to, what yeah. you might want to go check out. But uh, you, sometimes you just got to go looking and it's like it's kind of like that treasure hunting kind of mindset oh, you got to have because – you know, if you go in and you're just like, oh, I just kind of just want to look around and see whatever, that's cool. But if you're like, oh, I want to, I'm looking for this one species, or there's one more for every time you go to a new table, it's like, oh my goodness, are they going to have it? Or the, is the next table going to have it? And the one I went to Manchester recently and I got a chance to sneak away from the table and look around, there was like these gorgeous Mata Mata turtles there. And I was yes. just like, oh my goodness, look at those things. They're incredible. They just had like this amazing coloration and, and yeah those were quite spectacular really nice. and then there was like a tiger rat snake at somebody's table like kind of tucked into all their displays and stuff and <laughs> i every time i see something like that i'm like man i'm so glad that i actually like peeked and looked in because i loved yeah. seeing tiger rat snakes and you know if i had just been cruising and going oh we got ball pythons go, go to the next table and blah 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 you know you might miss uh you know something that you might have been interested in I, when i was younger that used to happen to me a lot because i used to be like five ball pythons on the table onto the next one yeah, and I used yeah, to yeah, just yeah. like walk away and my friends would come back and they'd be like do you see that blood python over on that table i was like what blood python on the table and i would go back over there and I'm like oh they had six ball pythons on the table that's why i didn't see it yep and you're like oh i left yeah i left yeah <laughs> but uh you know when you go to the expos some expos are really good at screening out some of the kind of crappy vendors. So like you get mm-hmm. the herps shows down um, in the central Southern part of the United States. Yep. I've heard really good things that they just screen people right out. If you bring trash, that's it. You don't, you won't even get to your table. They'll, they'll deny you right up front and just tell you, Nope, you're not doing that. That's not how it goes. Uh, any RBC shows are pretty good about keeping people from bringing junk, you know, stuff yep. that is fresh out of the box from the wild and people throw it in a deli cup and put it on the table. They, they try to avoid yeah, try to mix that, that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, the, so any RBC shows and the, um, herp shows are great for that. Uh, the show me shows I've heard really great things that they really take care of their <laughs> vendors and they try and hold themselves to like a higher standard when it comes to what people are putting on display and what people are showing yeah. at these shows. And then, you know, some other shows, maybe not so much. You like like what shows, Ralph? Um, uh, maybe it might rhyme with Schmeptishman, <laughs> but um, I'm not here to... <laughs> I'm not here to... <laughs> I've already called them out, so I don't care. Repticon. Yeah. We're talking about Repticon. Yeah, there's actually been a lot of drama going on surrounding the uh, the Repticon shows recently, yep. but not treating their vendors great. Uh, you know, Bob Vu is kind of like a, a bigger guy, you know, a bigger breeder down south, and mm-hmm. uh, they kind of shoved him in a corner and, and didn't really give him a real night like a prominent spot like he typically would have at the expo yeah. and when he asked them about it they were like oh well yeah, tough shit 
thing. Yeah, they they did the same thing when uh, when I went down to the Atlanta show with um, Lucas and and his mom. They were vending and they had done a bunch of posts on where their table was going to be. Like they had already gotten it, and then like the day before the show, they moved her table mm. and they put her like all the way in the back. Mm. And she was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! What the hell? I've already done all this promotion and like told people where my table was going to be. Now it's not a thing." And they're like. Well, it is what it is. And she like bitched big time. Um, and they they comped the table fee, which I mean, I guess is a small victory, but like she's like, that's that's so fucked. Yeah. You know, yeah. You gotta figure what the goal of a reptile expo is, because there's there's several goals and and kind of tasks that have to be met at a reptile expo. One as a a person who runs a reptile expo, you want people through the door. You want mm-hmm. people to, you know, you got to get heads through the door so that one, your vendors can make money and two, so that you can make money because yep. people who come through the door are spending money to get into the door and then they're probably buying supplies, maybe animals and things like that. So you want a good, nice head count so that you can pay your bills yep. and so that potentially vendors can pay their bills. You know, sometimes it's just a bunch of people who are just looking around and there's nothing you can do as a show promoter to kind of, Curve, you know, that, yeah. curve that sometimes that just happens and it's you know it is what it is with the more frequency of reptile expos i see that way more when i used to go to, when our shows up here used to be twice a year people would save up their money for six months and then go to the reptile expo and buy stuff because that was their one opportunity to get feeders to get supplies to get that new snake that they were looking for and uh with the birth of the internet and people you know, buying stuff online and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I'll just meet up with someone, you know, contact them off, off, you know, the internet or whatever. I'll contact yeah. them on Facebook and just meet up with them. Um, it's definitely led to shows, at least up here, being tougher for vendors to make money at. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that you got to think about if you are running a show is that you want your vendors to do well, because if your vendors are not making money to be able to cover the cost of, a hotel if they're traveling, uh, the cost of the tables because tables are expensive. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of shows, the tables start at like $100 or 80, yeah. 80 to $100 <clears throat> is like base price for a lot of shows yep. for for one table. So if you think if you got three, four tables, that adds up really quickly. Real quick, yeah. And if you only sell one snake for $300 and you paid for a hotel room and four tables and this and that, you know, it, it after so, the walk of shame yeah you do that twice <laughs> and you're like i don't want to do reptile expos anymore because yeah. it's not worth it to me i can stay at home and i'll sell them online mm-hmm. and then the people who end up coming to the shows and vending are people who you know nothing against people who have one clutch or, or anything like that but as the as the people who have more variety are like look it's not worth it for me to come you're getting more people who are just doing like a couple things here and a couple things there and then that makes it so that the people who are walking through the door are not able to see as much variety and it makes it less interesting for the the average person to just come to the expo because if they just see, you know, oh, well, this person did one clutch of ball pythons, that person did a clutch of ball pythons, this person did, you know, two breedings of leopard geckos. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all they see at the expo. It, it makes it less interesting for people. So it's this, you got to keep this happy balance of, you want your big vendors to come back. You want the people to be spending money. You want people to be making money at the expo. Mm-hmm. And those are all things you have to balance as a promoter, as a person who runs a show. Uh, you want those things to go smoothly. Like when I was president of the Maine Herpetological Society and I told them that I was moving the Maine Reptile Expo from the area where they had had it to a different location, You know, it was met with a lot of hesitation. It was a big move. It was a bigger space. It was going to cost us more money. And, um, 
there was a lot of concerns about you know the viability of it mm-hmm. and i was like look the place that i had moved it to was across the street from main mall which is like a big area where a lot of people are driving by every single day we were going to have access to promote on the main drag the main road right there so people mm-hmm. could see that they could come to the reptile expo for the first for the couple days leading up to it we could have signs on the road po- directing people into the expo and uh at the end of the day, when we were wrapping things up, I went around to every single vendor and I asked them, how did you do today? Did you make money today? And every single one of them said that they made really good money and they want to do it again. And that's, that's what you want to hear. And there's, you know, not every show promoter does that where they go around and and ask each vendor how they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, I do. Whenever I go to an expo, even if I'm not promoting it or or you know running it or whatever, I go up to everyone and I as as many people as I can and I ask them how they did at the expo because that's a huge deciding factor of whether or not people are going to want to come back and do it again. Absolutely. Um, Riz, I'm, I'm sorry, my screen is angled, so I need to see that. <laughs> Solana, Solana. I, I totally just butchered that. I'm so sorry. Uh, going to my first local show this weekend to prep myself before going to Tinley in October. I'm more nervous for this weekend because I don't know the show. You're going to have a great time. You're absolutely going to have a great time. It's uh, Tinley. The October Tinley show can be a madhouse uh, just with the sheer number of people that, that are through the door. Um, but the most important thing, pace yourself. You don't have to see everything in one day. Legit. Walk your walk. You know, that's the nice thing about it being a two day show. And if you get your VIP, VIP passes, pass. I cannot stress enough. Yeah, get a freaking VIP pass. Yeah. Go in in vendor setup. You'll get the <laughs> you'll get the stuff before everybody else. And you don't have to deal with the giant crowds of people in front of every single booth. If, yep. if an expo gives you the opportunity to get VIP passes, get the VIP passes. Yeah, absolutely. But you're going to have a blast. The local shows I see, I love local shows just from the standpoint of like you get to meet the people that are in your area or somewhat in your area that share similar interests, you know, and you can kind of build your foundational network of, of reptile lovers that way. So uh, I think you're going to have a great time. And uh, if you are at Tinley, look for me, maybe look for Rob. We'll, we'll talk about if we're going to be I'm, there. If I'm going to be there, I'll have my pinwheel hat. <laughs> my beanie with the pinwheel on top I'll do that. i just want to highlight this comment really quick from sasquatch uh brass and reptiles thank you for hatching my buddy uh tormond he's almost three and over five feet long great lizard hey i'm glad you are enjoying him uh let's see there's another super here from Greg's Reptile <laughs> Studio. Rob, I hope I didn't spoil didn't anything. Spoil anything. It's okay. <laughs> I would have talked about it eventually. I just, I, I've got other stuff going on in the in in behind the scenes, and I haven't talked about everything yet. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I and, like. I don't even think I've talked about it on the ex, on the podcast yet, but I've got eggs in the incubator. So it's true. He does. He does. We've been neglecting our OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. Sorry, do that. guys. Um. Yeah. Cool. You got a carpet from Adam Harris. That's awesome. Cool. Love Adam Harris. We got it. We do got to get Adam on the podcast. We haven't think, done an uh, an episode with him yet. No, we have not. I think it would actually be really funny. It'd be because, hilarious because it's Adam. We got to do it from inside the rhino iguana enclosure. <laughs> hello. Hey, hello. <laughs> Slides the glass. To oh the side. my gosh, Adam Harris. <laughs> if you didn't see the video that I put up from us going down to Adam Harris's shop, go check it out. It's here on my YouTube channel. It's it's worth the the view for the for the laughs <laughs> for the laughs and now i can get three cents for every ad that you, <laughs> that you, click that you on. sit through yeah 
Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, uh, the local show scene is, is one of those things, you know, I mean, we don't have too many shows up here in like our neck of the woods. We've got yeah. the Manchester show. Does the main yeah, show sure. still happen? Yep. Yeah. The uh, main show is the last weekend of August always. Okay. So you've got those two shows and you've got the Massachusetts show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to go all the way down to New York, you can hit up the New York shows and the PA Plains, shows. And, Long Island. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> they're pretty spread out. Yeah. You know, um, that is the one thing that I do like about Southern reptile living is uh, the shows are happening way more consistently and uh it, it, that community is very tight-knit so it's like oh here's a show in north carolina here's a show in south carolina here's a show in tennessee here's a show in georgia here's a show in florida you know so you can hit in four or five states you could probably hit eight different shows mm-hmm. um you know because there it's a lot of it's not just one show in the state it's like regional shows within a, a state especially larger states so i i think that's kind of cool because it gives you an opportunity like for us what the pa show the hamburg show is what five hours it's like six and a half. Six, yeah. So six and a half hours. That's that's a long show in or a long drive to a show, especially when the show is only about six or eight hours. People itself. in Texas are like, ha ha ha. I drive for six hours. I'm still in the same state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, somebody who's like, oh, I live in, you know, southern Georgia, but there's a show in northern Georgia. Well, if you wait two weeks, there's a show in southern Georgia, you know. So if you want to make the haul, great, but you don't have to. You're going to be able to see a lot of the similar people, but um, you don't have to worry about dealing with that drive. So local shows, if you're in the southern U.S. and, and uh, the Midwest seems to do a lot of the same stuff. I don't really know about the West Coast, but just having a lot of those like tight knit shows really kind of packed and condensed in an area is kind of nice. Um, just so you don't have to worry about making a, a long haul, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially also, especially if you are a vendor and you already have to wake up at the crack of dawn to <sighs> pack your vehicle and then whatever. Dude, I do. I do not miss uh the packing for tinley mm. from here oh to my drive goodness. 16 hours 17 and a half yeah. hours yeah, that was that was a lot that was a lot a lot of driving <laughs> so we literally are like on the road for a day like literally watching the sun come up and go down while we're still in the car still in the car i i am not a fan having also just done that drive twice in two weeks from here to north carolina Mm. i have watched the sun rise and set too many times from my car (laughs) from the highway from From the the highway yeah on the road again lordy (laughs) i want to give a quick shout out because he just popped up in the comments Derek Reptile, Derek Reptile, hey. what's going on, man? He's got an awesome podcast, and he's been getting some ridiculous people on his podcast. He had Brian Barczyk, uh, Tom Crutchfield, Ty Park, which uh, I'm still, I Brian, Brian, man, I'm just saying, yeah, Brian. We talked about you doing the Reptile Talk podcast a long time ago, Brian, <laughs> Brian Barczyk. I'm talking to you, Mr. Brian Barczyk, he's whose named- wife is Lori Barczyk and his son is Noah Barczyk. He's name dropping right now. I'm 100. percent name dropping (laughs) no but shout out to Derek our pals make sure you go show him uh some love Love, that's right definitely mad respect bro appreciate everything you're doing um but yeah is there a show that uh you absolutely want to get to before this year is up i can't this year is is too much for me (laughs) i can't like a 
This year is just going to be too much for me. I already know it, so I'm not trying to take on more than I can handle. Okay, so the Daytona. Next year. So the next year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm doing. I'm 100 doing. If if California starts going, starts opening super shows again, I'm going to a freaking super show. I don't care. I okay, so we'll be at a super show next year. Yeah, next year, 2022. <laughs> if if uh, California opens up super shows, I need to do that in the worst kind of way, and then I. Uh, I do want to make Daytona a regular thing where yeah. I do it every year. I want to do that with Daytona and the October Tinley. Exactly. Daytona, yeah. October Tinley. And then if I can hit a super show just to say that I did it, cool. Yep. And then I really, really, really want to hit an Arlington show, an ARBC show. Yes. I was so bummed with the amount of people who were asking us if we were doing the Arlington show. Yeah. I was so bummed that we couldn't actually do it. Yeah. Just, just because it sounded like it was such a great time. It looked like it was such a great time. So hopefully 2022 is going to be a show. And you know the best part about them? Well, it doesn't really doesn't really matter for you. But it's a business write-off. Oh, yeah, for taxes. <laughs> it's a business trip, bitch. Tax exemption. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I was at when, uh, <clears throat> when I was teaching and, and performing full-time, I would uh, take, for, you know, we'd go out to eat or whatever, and I would be like, quick. Somebody say something musical, something about music. And they're all like, why? I'm like, so I can write this thing off. I just need to feel good about my life that I'm doing it. So <laughs> I'll do the same thing with reptile related things. Like, is this a reptile show? Are we going out to a reptile show? Before <laughs> I book this trip, is this a reptile show? Right okay, now. perfect. Bam. Stamped it. Tax exempt. <laughs> the joys of owning a business. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Rob's like, I just breed a couple snakes. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, <man>. oh boy, <laughs> Rob! I got this collection that's about to be built in North Carolina that needs your attention. Yeah, <laughs> can you come? Can you come run this this collection for me, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, yes, but <laughs> yeah, full time. There we go. Uh, uh, where were we talking about? I can't remember. <laughs> I what we're talking we got about. so oh off got track there. Okay, expos uh, that we want to go to. Yes, so, yeah, expos we want to go. I regularly want to do the uh, Daytona show. I want to do the October Tinley show. I, w- I would like to do March, but if March doesn't happen, eh, eh. I go to rep- I go to Tinley for the people and for the reptiles, which is why Fair the March enough. the March show is like eh because everyone hasn't hatched any of their stuff out. So you like get the stragglers from last season. The babies that didn't sell from last season, or maybe a hold back that someone was like, eh, maybe I'll sell it, maybe I won't. Yeah. Uh, and then it's less variety as far as the snakes go. It's still cool to see people, but the reptiles are still what gets my blood going. So, absolutely. Um, the October show is just better for me. It's just better, in my opinion. Yep. Everyone's got their babies hatched out, his stuff is eating, stuff's for sale, and everything. So, I. I definitely am I'm looking forward to that. And then, like I said, this year, I don't know if it's going to happen. Next year, I plan on doing a l- more stuff more regularly, traveling a little bit more regularly, doing a little bit more field herping. So that's uh, that's on the docket for, for next year. Hell yeah, man. I'm I'm so, so with that. I definitely, definitely want to be able to travel more for reptile-related things. I've been lucky to be able to do so much traveling for music, especially during the pandemic. But uh I'm looking forward to actually being able to travel to shows, see people that I haven't seen in a couple of years, just because it's, it's work has been crazy. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that, that, uh, plan, damn it, that we went through <laughs> the plan, damn it. <laughs> <Plandemic>. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so I'm I'm definitely very excited about that. Uh, Rob is here. <laughs> I think I, we I think we have to talk about this because we did it once before. What's one of your worst reptile expo experiences as a vendor? As a vendor, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I don't I don't know. Like I've the one that always sticks out as my mind as like it wasn't like bad. It was just stupid. Is that uh, I was vending with Jason Chapman from up in Maine, and we had like blood pythons and Brazilian rainbow boas and like a bunch of different stuff on our table, like you know, a good variety of stuff. You know, mm. we were a small shop, but we like to have a, a good variety of stuff, yeah. And so, I had a um, a sunbeam snake on the table, and this kid comes up and he's like, Hey, that snake right there, I want to take it out, and I want to hold it, and I was like. You know, they're like a little sensitive. I usually don't let people hold them. Just, you know, they, they stress out pretty easily. And, um, you know, they're not like, you know, if you just keep ball pythons, they're not like for you. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how many snakes you've got, but they're like not, they're not an intro snake. And the kid was like, dude, I work with snakes every single day. I've got, you know, carpet pythons and I've got ball pythons and I'm looking at getting a reticulated python and I know what the hell I'm doing. And I was like, Okay. And he's like, I am interested in buying it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I open up the container, take it out, hand it to him. And it's like, you know, slithering and being darty and weird in his hands. And he looks at me and goes, so what kind of uh, rainbow boa is this? And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, uh, what? So let's go back to that part where you said you knew what the hell you that's, were doing. That's exactly what I said. I was like, I thought you said you knew what you were doing. That is a sunbeam snake and not a rainbow boa. And he was like, oh, oh, I knew it was a sunbeam snake. And I was like, you had no, no you fucking didn't. clue. <laughs> Don't you lie to me now. Don't you backpedal. Damn. That was that was just like. Don't lie to me. Like, don't don't lie to me. It's funny when people think they can like one up you. They're like, oh, I know, I know a thing, and yeah. they just tell you the wrong information. Yeah. And you're like, you you're understand like, uh... that I do know this information, right? You might be able to BS this with the people that you work with who have got a bearded dragon. You cannot BS with me. <laughs> no. It was bad. That or when I went to Hamburg and I brought candy bacon cupcakes and everyone kept turning them down because they didn't have weed in them. Those are the two worst <laughs> things that's happened to me at an expo. I made 75 cupcakes and I think 10 people took some. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, I've got I've got an interesting expo experience, but I want to highlight this comment really quick because I, <laughs> I absolutely love it. Every time the like button gets smashed, a PETA member gets eaten by an alligator. I'm so here for that. So please make sure you smash that like button and get all the PETA members eaten by alligators. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> uh, okay, so one of my it wasn't it wasn't really bad. I, I've been really fortunate. I haven't really had very many bad expo experiences, but one expo experience that constantly sticks out in my brain was a White Plains show. And it was a white plane show that Kevin was vending many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I had produced uh, some spinner blasty and she spinner blast kind of stuff, whatever. So I had some, some cool ball pythons for the time, you know, that was when they were still, you know, between three and $500 for, for those morphs, you know? So it was mm. like, Ooh, but uh, Kevin kept coming over to my table with different people holding a spinner blast bald. Mm-hmm. 
And on my table, I had a spinner blast. He's like, you see how ugly that is? Yes. That's like, for the whole down. show. Aww. He was bringing people, and he was like, so you want, so you, you want to know what bald is? And there was no context. So the first time it happened, I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> so Kevin like came by, and like he said hello and, and whatever, and, and we, were, we chatted for a little bit, and then he carried on. And then out of nowhere, he just brings this person over. And he like points at the spinner blast on my table and is like, see all the speckling on that? Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't want that. You want this. And like shows the spinner blast ball that is like very clean and very saturated. And I was like, what? What is this? Is this is this a joke? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, but but he doesn't want that. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> Damn, Kev. And he did it like five times. I was like, you having problems selling that damn thing, even though it's really clean? <laughs> I was just like, damn it, Kevin. I wanted to take off my table to have him come by one time and be like, soul, sorry. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I should have done, in hindsight, I should have done that, but oh my God, that was absolutely ridiculous. I was like, why, why would you, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i it's it's fun now because like over the last couple of years being here at nerd I, i've been able to throw the jabs kind of back at him and he's like what you know what do you what, what, what's your problem i'm like you don't remember what happened eight years ago do you buddy <laughs> i still remember <laughs> i've held on to this grudge <laughs> uh yeah that was that was quite the interesting show and then people kept coming up to me and like why does Kevin keep bringing people over to your table if he's not showing them any of your snakes? And I was like, because he's showing them that his snakes are better. Uh, That's basically what's happening. What a pal. <laughs> now, now I just kind of want to be like, Kevin, I think you've produced enough of these to show what one with bald and one without bald looks like. So keep them at your own fucking table. <laughs> I think it's funny. A couple of the people who I've met more recently mm -hmm. through Nerd, or, you know, here and there, I just talk to them or I've met them in person <clears throat> when we're parting ways or ending our conversation. Mm. They're like, oh, man, it was so nice to meet you. And they go to shake my hand. And I'm like, actually, I've met you three times before. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I this is my second or third time meeting you. But OK. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. My I, don't, I don't hold it against them necessarily because, I mean, it's happened to me before where at expos I'll meet somebody like real quick and then I'll meet them again and actually I get to have a conversation with them. And then I'm like, hey, nice to meet nice you. Like, like, oh. You met me at the last expo and I'm like, I did meet you at the last expo. Damn. <laughs> Very briefly. <laughs> I try not to do that, though. I, I, I'm pretty good at remembering people's, at least their faces. Yeah. Not always names. But I thought that, you know, the ears and the tattoos and everything, I thought that that would maybe make me <laughs> a little memorable, but I guess not. Yeah, you're pretty memorable, Rob. That's okay. Amy B., happy to catch the live. Thank you so much, yeah. Amy. We definitely appreciate that. We're happy you're here. We are very glad you're here. Thank you, you so much. for our ramen for the month. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's probably more, that's probably more than one month's worth of ramen. Maybe so. Thank you. We're eating good. That pays our, our, our stream yard. Thing for that's true for 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 two months. For two months, actually. Thank you. We definitely appreciate that, Amy. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. Um, but yeah, there's there's been some fun fun expo times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know what? So kind of going back to that, like meeting people multiple times thing. Uh, with the number of people that I communicate with just on a day to day basis, it's I am horrible at names and faces. Mm. 
like horror, unless I'm seeing you or talking to you very consistently, it takes forever for everything to like register in my brain. And, uh, and I tell people all the time, like, look, I'm horrible at names. I will, it will take me a while to remember you. I used to tell it to my students all the time because, uh, my high school band director would memorize all the students' names. And there were hundreds oh, of had, students in the band. Yeah, and I had a couple teachers like that. I remember like my senior year when I was like the band president or whatever. And I'm like going to all the classes, me and I'm like, don't expect me to do what he does. Yeah, don't. It's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> so, yeah. So I tell people like, I'm so sorry if I forget your name. I'm horrible with names, whatever. And uh, there's been a couple of times where there's been people who've like come to nerd and like, hey, Jeremy. And I'm like, hey, hey, man, how's it going? How are you doing? That's the, the default. Yeah. The default. I think I get that from my dad because my my dad. If my if you've met my father, but he doesn't remember meeting you. His hey, go to, buddy. No, his go to of hey chief. Uh, <laughs> that's how I know because that's the tell that he doesn't remember who they are. Just, hey chief. I'm like, dad, that's my buddy. That's my buddy Tom. That's that's Tom. He's been here like sixty times. <laughs> Dude, love you, dad. Yeah, my dad does that too. Yeah. I, I'm like, I've been dating this person for three years. And he's like, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's so gosh. good. So oh, good. I want to look at this comment. We can we can kind of, I guess, couldn't maybe close on this because we're, we're about that hour mark. Do you guys know why women are rioting in the hobby on social media? I got the gist that a plus size woman got talked down to or something and not all women in the hobby are pissed. And now all the women in the hobby are pissed. Sorry, I misread that. Um, I have not seen anything about that. I don't know anything about that. But uh, something that we've talked about, I, it's ta- it's come up in a podcast either that we've done or that one of us was a guest on. I don't remember. We were talking about uh, like sexism in the hobby. In the yeah. hobby, it's it certainly is a, a real thing. And uh, you know, I mean, the world is a shitty place. Sometimes there's, there's no way to kind of smooth that or sugarcoat that at all you know um so i i don't know the the context um i'm sure it'll pop up somewhere yeah i'm sure that someone else is going to message to me message it to me at some point um i saw someone posted on instagram a thing that just said you know we need to respect women in the hobby mm-hmm. and i i didn't get i didn't get filled in on what the context was for that i have seen women in the hobby get treated poorly or treated like yeah, they don't same. know what they're talking about um just because they're women which is like absurd because yep. i know a lot of women who are like probably On smarter it. than a lot of dudes yeah. that i know <laughs> that are in the hobby i'm just throwing it out there yeah, um and and it's a bummer that uh, people approach things like that because it's mm-hmm. it's really not fair to a lot of these women who are super passionate about rep just as passionate uh, or more passionate than some of the guys that are in this freaking oh absolutely hobby, you know? absolutely and, and um, you know, Dominique DeFalco has got the Modern Medusa podcast. She pretty much exclusively—I think she just exclusively interviews women in the hobby and and surrounding reptiles and exotics and stuff like that. So if you haven't checked out her podcast, you need to go check it out. Um, and I've seen a couple other podcasts getting women on their podcast, which is like awesome. That's really yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um, I've had a couple people message me and be like, "Wow, you guys are like you've had a." a couple women on your podcast already and you guys have only been around for a year and i'm like well i'm friends with a lot of the women in the hobby like i'm actual friends with them and not just like hey hey little lady hey toots like (laughs) that's not me like i'm actually friends with people and i know a lot of women who are 
diehard reptile fans and that's what i'm into if they're if if yeah. someone comes and talks to me and they're a reptile fan i don't care whether you're a woman a man non-binary gender fluid i don't care you are all cool to me as long as you like reptiles that's it. and so um i i think that the, a lot of women are completely justified in being upset with how they're yeah. being treated in the hobby and you know it's like um was it Puget Sound Pythons is a, a couple that, mm-hmm. that runs that. And they, I was listening to them on an episode uh, where, that they did. I think it was with NPR uh, or it might have been when um, when she was on the Modern Reduce podcast. But she was talking about when they vend expos and people's first instinct is to go up and talk to the guy. And they're like, yeah, he's like, oh, no, 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 well, no. Like, go. This is the same with like Dave and Tracy Barker. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Everybody goodness. goes right to talk to Dave. Uh, and it's you need like, to talk to Tracy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. just shows if you, if you don't go up and talk to Tracy, you probably don't know. Yeah. You don't know doing. what the hell's going on. Yeah. Shout out to Dave and Tracy Barker. <laughs> yeah, for real. I would love to have them on. I, they don't do, uh, you know, social media stuff. But if, yeah. if I could interview... I would love to interview Tracy. She's we such should, a cool person. We should ask her anyway. I'm just saying. I I know a couple of people who have reached out to her, like bigger people than us, and she's like, no, she won't do it at all. Yeah, damn. We can. I mean, there's no harm in asking. But we I, should. I we just, should ask. I'd be like, hey, you sent a, you sent us that seven pepper Borneo. <laughs> it's the least you could do. <laughs> Is the least you He's could do. So spicy. Listen, He's okay. So spicy. I went to refill his water bowl the other day, yep. and he gave me the side eye. And I, was, I noticed he was going in the shed, so I dumped the water out in the cage just to raise the humidity. Yep, yep. As I'm dumping it, he strikes into the water bowl Smacks and splashes it, yep. it everywhere. Hey. And I was like, "Opa, Borneo things." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I, I think I think she owes us. I would love to have seven her pepper Borneo. Least we can get is an hour of your time, Tracy. That would be awesome. That would be so cool. Maybe we can uh, we can see. And, going yeah. back to that, um, I think I think it is. Um, oh my goodness, I'm so blanking right now. But there's an all women's reptile keeper face group uh, Facebook group. Uh, so if you are a woman in the reptile hobby, you should join it. I think they've got over a thousand or. They got they got a Hell lot of yeah. members. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna actually look it up because they've Do got it. a lot of members in there, like at least a thousand. I thought it was a couple. Absolutely. Of thousand, I think the other th- the other important thing to to kind of take in in with this as well as um, social media, if they, especially this happened over social media, uh, it's just a nasty place, or it can be a really nasty place. So, not to say, oh, just don't worry about it because it happened on social media. That's not what I'm saying at all. But uh, what we what we give energy to or what we feed into, we energize. Um, so again, not to say that we don't want to pay attention to it because obviously it's, it is a problem in the industry and we want to continuously bring awareness to that. But uh, we also want to just be like, okay, look, if that person's seriously doing that kind of stuff, like cut them out, you know, you know what I mean? Like, stop patronizing their their business if they are a breeder or, or you know whatever like there are ways that you can yeah, ex- vote with your dollar i'm ex- saying exactly exactly there are ways that you can kind of cut the uh the iceberg a little bit so that they they kind of get ostracized um so again not to say we don't want to talk about it because that's not what i'm saying at all but uh we can certainly um just be a little a little mindful of 
how much attention we bring this because there's been plenty of instances especially over the last year of uh random social media nonsense and insanity and uh that always gets the attention because it's like i can't believe this happened look at this you know and uh meanwhile anything that's really positive or, or wonderful happening in the industry doesn't get the same kind of attention and it was something that i talked about previously when we talked about uh us arc months ago how uh when the um i think it was the michigan or, or illinois ban on educational things popped up uh it got more shares in just a couple of hours than the uh us arc florida posts had gotten in a week um and the Florida thing was like being voted on like 10 days later or whatever, or just a couple of weeks later. And uh, that's one of those things where I'm like, oh my God, like I, like we are missing the point on what we want to pay attention to and, and really energize so that we get as much steam behind it as possible. In some instances, you want to maybe make a push to, uh, to talk about something that's, that's negative, but then uh, take the step, the next step, which is okay, well, instead of just bitching, how are you actually going to fix the problem? You know, is it somebody that we just learn like, Hey, don't, don't entertain this, this human being. Cause they're not great at all. Um, you know, like Rob just said, vote with your dollar. So I think that's uh, that's an important thing. Cause we do like to bitch <laughs> and talk about shitty things, but then all we ever do is bitch. Uh, and we don't, uh, we don't actually necessarily take action um to achieve a certain goal and that's that's not just in the industry that's just kind of like as a whole um so it's definitely important at least in my eyes that that we take the steps necessary after we make uh people aware of, of what's actually going on that uh that we're actually taking those steps so uh, if it happened in person and then got talked about later that's ridiculous like absolutely ridiculous and uh whoever that person is if if it especially if it happened in person should get like destroyed yeah yeah it's 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 just ridiculous that you know we're in 2021 and this sort of stuff is still happening mm -hmm. and you know it we need to speak up like people need to just speak up when they see something wrong happening and it's it's one thing if, you know, a woman, you know, steps up and, you know, defends herself and everything, but it's also on the, the guys in the hobby too, to, you know, you see someone being sexist against a woman or, or, you know, talking down to her, like she doesn't know what she's doing. And you know, if this one, you know, woman is interrupted, you can't let that shit speak. You got to speak up. You got to say something. Um, I've, I've literally been <laughs> in situations where I've had to be like, Hey, look, that is not cool. Like, don't know that's not how this is going down we're not we're not talking about that sort of stuff that's just not right and uh you know it is what it is and and if it hurts people's feelings that's what it that's you know hey i'm sorry that they are sick and can't handle people calling them out on their bullshit yeah that's what it is that's that well rob i think this about wraps it up had, this Jeremy, one's been a fun one. This has been a pretty interesting one. <laughs> We've been all over the place. We have been all over the place. And partly partly thanks to you people for super chatting. Yeah, thank I definitely you. Appreciate, appreciate that. that. I, I totally forgot that that was even an option. So thank you guys so much for uh, for your super chats. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, it does help uh, keep this thing alive and, and going because it does cost us some money uh, to make it happen. So yes. we do definitely appreciate that. Um, but yeah. Jeremy. Yes. What right now in the realm of reptiles has got you excited about reptiles? Uh, you know what? I am 
super excited that my personal breeding season is going quite well. You got a super <laughs> chocolate hypo? I do. I've got a couple super chocolate <laughs> hypos uh, that uh, that I just cut yesterday, the day before. Hatched the day before. Carpet um, yeah, hatched out some jungles. Uh, I've got some bread lie getting ready to hatch out at the end of this month. I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, I've got four ball python clutches, five ball python clutches with this clutch that uh, that I just cut uh, that are out um, with some more on the way and uh, like I said, the bread lie clutch and uh, compared to last season that was a mess because I had to move reptiles around the house um, halfway through the breeding season so I only produced like three clutches in total this year I think I've got like 12 clutches so yeah. certainly not my best season on my track record but way better than what it was last year so I'm going to take that and enjoy it um, and I've already hit some some pretty cool things for ball pythons. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to feel like I'm doing things again. Hell yeah! <laughs> with, with with this snicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Jeremy, if people want to find out more about you, where are they going to do it? So, if you want to find out more, you're on the Brass Man Reptiles YouTube yeah. channel right now. Yeah. So, if you want to find out more about what I have going on, obviously, right here is the Brass Man Reptiles uh, YouTube channel. Thank you guys for checking it out and hanging out. Hopefully, I will have more content coming to you guys soon. There's some things that uh, that are going on uh, that are going to keep me quite preoccupied over the next couple of months. Uh, more details on that coming soon. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm super active on my Instagram right now. So go check out my Instagram at Brassman Reptiles. Um, I just posted some pictures of some holdbacks from uh, this year's ball python breedings already. So you can go check that out. It's some cool, cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, Instagram has been getting like all of my attention and my Facebook is connected to my Instagram. So go check out my Instagram at Brassman Reptiles. And of course, again, here on YouTube at Brassman Reptiles. Rob, what about you? Where can people find you? Check me out on Instagram. I just passed 8,000 subscribers on hey. whatever the hell it is, followers on Instagram. That's cool, I guess. You're almost <laughs> at the point to swipe up. Hey, uh, what am I going to tell people to swipe up on? I could be to like, the Reptile Talk podcast. Yes, I'll do that. Duh. Okay. That's, that's a goal. <laughs> I got that. Okay. I'll look forward to it now. See? There you go. It's crazy because I really haven't been posting too much on there. I just post on my story. I like to post memes on my story. And so I've mostly been posting on my story. I really haven't been posting anything on my like account for the last couple mm -hmm. of days. But I still have been jumping up. Like I got 100 subscribers over the last like week or something. And I really haven't. I posted like one picture of a snake. And I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? What is going That's on right now? Dude, so, okay. So I'll, I'll throw this out there. So I did... One of the clutches that I had uh, recently hatched was a pin EMG clown that I bred to a pied. Mm. And uh, so it's just a whole bunch of, of double head clown pied stuff. Uh, but I have a pin EMG double head clown pied that hatched. And uh, so I did a little YouTube live mm -hmm. discussing the difference mm -hmm. between just a pin double head and a pin EMG double head and what that looks like. And uh, it's closing in on 20,000 views right now which i was not expecting at all i figured like ah, oh, like 200 people are going to watch this and and whatever and it has far surpassed that it's closing in on twenty thousand views and like 800 likes or whatever uh and uh yeah so i'm, I'm actually very excited about that so if you want to learn about the emg gene in ball pythons go check out my instagram hey <laughs> so yeah i'm on instagram rob's creeping it real uh don't add me on facebook and i don't know what other i don't i don't really
really use. Oh, I've got a TikTok. I, I haven't posted anything on TikTok. Instagram is the only thing I'm really doing a lot of right now. It's just Instagram. Fair so enough. Check well. me out on Instagram. Rob's Creeping It Real. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you.